Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So Purdue basketball, they finally get a loss. As opposed to Purdue football, which just got trounced. And it's hard to even blame them considering the number of players who decided, nah, not going to play. Going to walk away from this team. Then there's just the travesty that is the Colts. But you get to take a look at the opportunity that is the Pacers. It is a weird, weird bit of total black and white, total 180 that you see all across the state. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. JMV joins us right now. 935 1075 uh, the the fan I want to go over this Colts disaster of a team but of course it was last night the Bills and the Bengals uh the tackle from Damar Hamlin that took place Buffalo Bills safety he then collapses a cardiac uh a moment cardiac arrest as is described uh by the Bills the decision to postpone uh this game that was the only decision that was ever going to get made correct yeah, there's no doubt about that. They were not going to move forward with that. That was uh, that was as scary a moment as you were ever going to be to be watching as a sports fan. And you know, there were some significant moments you know in the past that you know you, you remember today the, the John Lennon um, death announcement uh, back in 1980 by Howard Cosell. You had the Joe Theismann tackle uh, in the Giants uh, Washington game back in the mid 80s. But I mean, last night was was so so scary. Uh, just so real, and obviously it trumped anything. And, Tony, you're right. There was no way in the world that game was going to be played, nor should have been. Let's uh, keep it in football, and let's take a look at the Indianapolis Colts losing to the New York Giants, but it's much more than losing uh, to the New York Giants. It is This is a terrible team that has absolutely no interest whatsoever, whatsoever, in playing football. Is that a correct analysis, or is that just a little too extreme? No, 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 no. I I think that if you're looking at it that way, the way that they have played and just consistently game after game found new ways to embarrass themselves and, and those that spend the money especially to watch them, yes, I think that is an accurate assessment. We don't know exactly if any of them have checked out. But their level of play, Tony, on the field looks like it, and especially has looked like it since, you know, going back to that that Vegas game, that takeover by Jeff Saturday as an interim head coach. They win that Vegas game, and it has just got collectively, as we've moved forward, worse and worse, it seems. Some of the more embarrassing moments, Tony, that I can remember going all the way back to when the Colts arrived here in 1984. We're talking embarrassing football up until that point in time and the beginning of the Manning era. Some of the most embarrassing football that I have seen in a season has been played in this particular season. And we'll see what happens. Next Monday, Tony, is going to be interesting for Colts fans. I know that they fired their coach already, and Jeff Saturday is the interim coach. 
But I know what Jim Irsay said a couple of weeks ago about Chris Ballard. I don't know sitting here right now talking to you if uh, Jim Irsay feels the same now as he might have before the taping of that particular interview before the Minnesota game a couple of weeks ago. I, I think the, the Ballard thing is going to be worthy of watching here, I think next week so you think that you'll see the colts play the texans in houston it's a one o'clock game Four fifteen comes win or lose we're going to get the word that chris ballard's been fired um i'm not suggesting i've bounced back and forth on this a little bit because the owner has said that you know he was going to be back but it just to me it kind of feels like it has absolutely run its course and I'll, i'll give you this tony if if, for example, you were to ask me if I thought that Jeff Saturday would be back or Chris Bauer would be back, I had to pick one. As I sit here and talk with you right now, uh, and it makes zero sense because there's zero way in the world you can bring Jeff Saturday back as the head coach, I would pick Jeff Saturday considering where this team is right now. Now, we'll see if that changes, but that is that is just my thought. My thought has changed a little bit over the past two weeks, and considering what Jim Mercer had said before that Minnesota game, for wait, sure. Wait, so, so what has changed? The idea that, that Jeff Saturday can remain as coach? Um, the idea that Jim believes in Jeff Saturday, regardless of this incredible mess that we have seen, and this is the truth, believes in him, trusts him, trusts his voice more so than he does Chris Ballard right now. And I know people are going to say this, Tony. People are going to say, hey, you know, you've been beating the drum for Chris Ballard to be gone all season long. And while that is true, um, I, I do look at this, I think, realistically. And it just kind of – I get this feeling that Jim Irsay trusts Jeff Saturday even with this mess that he's been a part of right now more than he does Chris Ballard. I think, Tony, you can see some of these decisions we have seen. The Jeff Saturday one in particular, the Chris Ballard – my opinion, one and zero part of, you can just kind of see to me that maybe this is nearing the end. And again, who knows? I think on a daily basis, Jim Mercy probably thinks one thing and the next day the other. But sitting here right now, that's kind of the philosophy I would take going into Monday after that regular season finale against the Texans. Talking to JMV from 93.5, The Fan. There's no doubt that he trusts Saturday more than Ballard. I believe that to be true, just as the from the anecdotal. The, what Saturday has managed to do is to lose the fans in this idea of, you know what, give it a shot. Give them a try. Let's see what happens. Let's hope for the best. Nobody wants Jeff Saturday to come back at this stage of the game. That may have been true even after the Steelers' loss, where he was now 1-2 and two on the season. You know what? Give him a shot. He's going to be all right. Nobody is talking about Jeff Saturday coming back. And if he does bring Saturday back as a coach, Jim Ursay is going to get laughed at. Now, you bring Ursay, you, you, you bring Saturday back as a GM or some other position, maybe some people can take that. Maybe. Maybe. Here's the play moving forward, Tony. The play moving forward is to go hard, and I know people probably are bummed about what they saw in Michigan over the weekend, but go hard after Jim Harbaugh, who reportedly now is open to any NFL overtures, so we shall see. Denver's already reaching out, man. Denver's pushing hard. Jim needs to get in there and start pushing, too, because you're looking for something that – you mentioned the fan base, Tony, and something that might you know inspire just a little bit. Um, an uninspired fan base, to me, more, maybe not universally, but more so than not, fans would be inspired with hiring Jim Harbaugh. And 
to me, that's when you also decide to go a different direction at general manager. Now, we'll see. A lot of people tell me, Tony, that it comes down to with Chris Ballard money because Jim's going to be paying you know, Frank Wright, going to be paying, obviously, a new head coach, whomever that's going to be. And people tell me that he doesn't want to have to pay Ballard and then a new general manager as well, but that's baloney. That's baloney from a standpoint of we hear all the time. It doesn't matter to him what money is. He wants to win. You know, it's a guy that, you know, buys guitars and, you know, these uh, musical relics and things. That should not matter. And in this case, I don't think it will. I just think that the big play here, Tony, is, is Harbaugh. Whether or not Harbaugh would be interested remains to be seen. But the big play for Ursay coming up here is that of Jim Harbaugh. We'll see if he goes that direction. Before before I let you go, let's take a look at that uh, Citrus Bowl. The LSU Tigers, 63. The Purdue Boilermakers, 7. And it wasn't that close. Um, first, uh, you know, I, 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 I never put myself in a place where I'm like, you know, I know the full history of, of some of these teams and, and some of these coaches. Man, do I not like Brian Kelly. And then uh, the follow-up... <laughs> I don't even know if I can get mad at Purdue because they didn't even have a team to field, really. Now, you don't, you don't like Brian Kelly, a dude that's running like reverses and stuff in the second half of a 35-point game? Yeah, that's that's a lot of probably what you don't like with Brian Kelly, uh, among other things. But, yeah, it was it was JV versus the varsity. Uh, and it may have been a, a, a beatdown anyway, Tony, but at the same time without some of your major players. You knew that's the direction that they were they were going to end up going. So yeah, it, it was it was ugly to say the least, and really a bad day for Purdue all the way around. That blowout at the Citrus Bowl, and then the Boilermakers, you know, are going to fall from number one after being upset by Rutgers last night in basketball. So altogether, not a great day for Boilermaker fans yesterday, buddy. Well, Hoosiers didn't even make it to a bowl game, so you know. No, I guess no, perspective. no, 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 I'm not, I'm not defending you. By I'm just, but, I'm just giving a little, yeah. giving a little weight to the thing. That's JMB <laughs> right there. I appreciate yeah. you, man.